Welcome. You're listening to Value Add with Lars Coburn, bringing conversations and reflections that add value to your life. So in this first week, we're talking intentionality. And like I said yesterday, it's not so much about goal setting and big, um, grandiose ideas. It's more this idea that the psalmist says in Psalm 1, this idea of being a tree planted by streams of water. We're going to continue exploring Psalm chapter 1. The truly happy person, the psalmist says, doesn't follow wicked advice, doesn't stand on the road of sinners, and doesn't sit with the disrespectful. Instead of doing those things, these persons love the Lord's instruction, and they recite God's instruction day and night. They are like a tree planted and replanted by streams of water which bears fruit at just the right time, and whose leaves don't fade. Whatever they do succeeds. So let's look again at what this truly happy person does. They don't follow the wicked advice. They don't stand in the road of sinners. They don't sit with the disrespectful. Instead of doing those things, these persons love the Lord's instruction. They recite God's instruction day and night, And they are like a tree planted by streams of water, which bears fruit at just the right time, and whose leaves don't fade. Whatever they do succeeds. So I encourage you to continue reading and reflecting on Psalm 1 as we go through these devotionals this week. I mentioned yesterday that it's a psalm of instruction, or a Torah psalm, connected to the Mosaic tradition. And if you know about the books of Moses, those are the first five books of your Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And this psalm is sometimes attributed even to Moses as one of the psalms that he might have inspired or wrote or was written in his uh, theme or vein as some saying uh, that as you believe uh, God's instruction, as you uh, practice what God teaches, then life will go well for you. You find a lot of this in Proverbs and other things as well in the Bible. Um, There's this tradition that if you do what God commands, uh, life will go well with you. And I think about this command as it was translated on to the generations after Joshua uh, receives this command. Obey my teachings and it will go well with you. You will Uh, have strength and courage to face the battles ahead of you. And in many ways, for us, we feel like we're having to conquer every day. We're having to go in and and stand up to giants and walls and and battles ahead of us because it's just a battle to get out of bed and have the energy to even watch TV or make a phone call to a friend. And so what might it look like for us to be a tree that's planted by streams of water. Well, it means that we avoid some of these things. And so tomorrow we'll talk a little bit more about some of these things that we may need to avoid. But today I want to talk about a great story in the book of Joshua chapter 4 where the Israelites have responded to God's command. Joshua says, hey, the Lord says you need to purify your hearts, get yourselves ready, and I'm going to show up. And so God does show up. The people obey the command and God shows up and they cross the river Jordan. That was an intense river. And I always like to say, fording a river never seemed like a big deal to me until I played the Oregon Trail game where I died often when I had to ford the river instead of going around the long way. So this great group of people, 600,000 men, probably a couple million people are crossing over and they get to cross over the River Jordan on dry ground. And what Joshua does to remind the people of how God showed up is that he places 10 stones, or 12 stones, sorry, not 10 stones. I always think of the 
uh, the spies in the story of Joshua, there were 10 spies who were bad and uh, two were good. So 10 were bad and two were good. Uh, but there were 12 stones actually, one for every tribe of Israel. So these 12 stones were there to mark and remind them of how God had shown up. And when the children were going to ask why these stones are there, they were to tell them about this story about how God showed up and they were able to cross over the river. And so likewise for us, we need markers, we need stones in our life. So what would it look like for you not to set big goals for doing COVID-19, but actually to set up marking stones, practices that you do, things that are part of your life, embedded in your life, that you might be a person who shows and points people to, to God. So I have a couple ideas for you. Uh, and then you can visit my blog to find out the 12 stones that I had, 12 ideas for intentionality and living with intentionality. Um, value add conversations, and you can look for the blog post on intentionality. Those were uh, before COVID-19, but these are a couple that I think are worth thinking about during COVID-19. So the first is technology. How are you putting technology in its place? Um, for instance, my wife and I, Janelle, we, we don't have our phones as our alarm clocks. They live out in the kitchen. They charge out in the kitchen and we use a real actual alarm clock. And so our phones, just like our daughter Ashlyn as a, as a child, goes to bed before we do and wakes up after we do. Our phones also go to bed before we do and wake up after we do. And so they're not the first thing we look at and they're not the last thing. And this comes from a lot of what Andy Crouch wrote in TechWise Family and I really encourage you to check out the website Time Well Spent um, and these opportunities where you can reclaim technology as a tool for your life, not as something that rules your life. Because we're all living uh, in these ways. May we be people who are not uh, standing in the way of sinners or walking in step with the wicked or, or uh, sitting in the seat of the deceitful and the mockers, but may we be people who actually love God's instruction and have time for it and use technology to grow and rather than uh, let it master us. And the other one is, is uh, meal times and stuff. I think it would be great for you to prioritize meal times. I just was talking to a guy and he said that to his lunch break while he's telecommuting, he's been using that to make phone calls and connect with friends. He's way more connected with his close friends and, and family than he was when he was working otherwise because uh, there was just not as much time. You didn't have the energy for those, those relationships. So what might it mean for us to use meal times for relationship in this season of COVID-19 and that might mean phone calls it might mean sitting at the lunch table or the breakfast table with your family that you used to not be in the same space with because you were commuting to work or whatever so uh, those are all just ideas that I had um, for you during COVID-19 hope that they're helpful and again check out the blog post for more ideas Thanks for tuning in to Value Add. For more great conversations and insights, visit valueaddconversations.com.